Encounter students, I hope you enjoyed worship. We really do that. Do believe that God deserves our best and that we want to live lives that fully devote that of pouring out our best unto the Lord. Thank you so much for joining us for this time of the word. I'm here with, with Cassidy hey guys. for another week. And what we're going to be doing tonight is, again, we are going to be taking your questions mm -hmm. and we are going to be talking about them. We're going to be diving into it. And so these questions are not just between me and Cassidy, but we want them to be between all three of us and, and whoever you're with, that this is a, a conversation for us. And tonight we're going to be tackling kind of a little bit of a hard topic and a difficult topic, yeah. but we want to hear your opinions because we know that you have them. We know that you have thoughts and that you've even been affected by this. And we want to hear what you have to say. So please add comments down below. If you don't want to add them in the comments, make sure you text us. Make sure yeah. you text myself or Cassidy. Text us in a group chat. Text your keep group leaders. Text your friends. Be able to have a dialogue about this because when we can talk about this stuff, we grow. Right. Now, before we get into the deep question, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be bringing out our um, our let's let's be honest our let's be honest cards. So I'm going to ask Cassidy first. Okay, Cassidy, what character do you think I would play in a movie? Okay, um, what character do I think that Bernauer would play in a movie? I think he'd be like a good detective. Maybe like an FBI agent, honestly, because like you're so good at that kind of thing. I feel like you can get anything out of anybody, like answers wise. Um, either that or even like a big brother that saves the day in a way. Yeah. Like, like in a movie like that. I think that would be good for you. Nice. Well, if there's any casting agents, I can send you my headshot and my, blank, and my blank resume. Yeah. So. Break me in the show, okay. please. Okay, my question for you, let's be honest, is what do you think my strengths are? What do I think your strengths yes, are? Yes, my, my strengths. <laughs> okay. okay, so let's make this a group effort. Let's make this a group effort. So what we're going to do is comment down below what you think Cassidy's strengths are. I think she needs encouragement. She needs to build her <laughs> encouragement folder. So let us know what you think Cassidy's strengths are. So um, make sure you comment them down below. Text her herself if you don't want to make it public. I think you should make it public. But just send her a little nice little affirmation text of what you think her strengths are. Um, I, <laughs> I think Cassidy's strengths are her flexibility and her adaptability. I have seen her um, in a variety of settings and a variety of different groups and um, different leadership dynamics or different dy dynamics of being a follower or a leader and she adapts very quickly to um, to the context and the setting and like like even this okay even this like it was the <laughs> night before our first one that we were filming and I said Cass I had this idea we'll never be able to do it on Wednesday night this is not normal um, but this is I have an idea of doing a like a, a Q&A topic thing. And she came into it and she'd never done this before and now she does amazing with it. And so um, I get compliments all the time on her and her ability oh to gosh. to handle this situation and interject her thoughts and, and verbalize and articulate herself well. So I think her um, strength is her flexibility and her adaptability and within it, her, her connectability with, with people around her. 
Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That's one of the best compliments I've ever gotten, for sure. Um, to get me out of the spotlight now, let's put you in it. Your question for tonight is going to be, how are you really? So how are you really doing? How are you mentally? How are you physically? How are you spiritually, emotionally? All of those. We want to know. Mm -hmm. So text your keep group leaders. We'll text our keep groups maybe and just ask how you're doing because we want to know. We care about you guys. And that's a really good question to ask. So. Yes. And that's kind of a question that is going to propel us into what we talked about tonight. Because yeah. what we're talking about tonight is very... Um, can be controversial, can be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. um, I have an element of uncomfortability within it. And um, it's very vulnerable, it's very personal, because I think yeah. all of us have been affected by this as believers and unbelievers. And so before we, we get into it, let's just take a moment to pray. God, we just thank you for your power tonight. We thank you for your spirit, that your spirit's inside of us, God that your spirit's with us, Lord, that you are leading us and you are guiding us and you are strengthening us, Lord. And I pray, God, that this would be a time of, of sharpening, that we would sharpen one another, that myself and Cassidy would be sharpened, Lord, and then the listeners, God, and, and those that are engaged in this conversation, Lord, let us all be sharpened, God, whether it be a Facebook comment or a YouTube comment or a text message, let us all be sharpened by this experience and this conversation, Lord. Lead our talks. God, I pray that every heart would be open, every mind would be open, every spirit would be opened up, um, God, to you, to you and to what you have to say in your character, Lord. God, let us dive into our hearts and to the caverns of our soul, Lord. And God, I pray that you would lead us and guide this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So this time, what we are wanting to do is we are wanting to talk about this and normally each week is is done in one take or two takes where we're like oh we missed something <laughs> but tonight we really do want to sit here in one take and have an honest conversation we want to have a real conversation we want to have a transparent conversation yeah, really and genuine. we're going to do this one time and if um what gets said gets said and what doesn't <laughs> get said it doesn't get said um but we're going to trust that this is the right take and that this is the, yeah. the spirit-led moment and so um what we should start this trend of each week for for the next couple of weeks we'll have one take talks let's do that oh i like that so we have um texted you texted some of you guys and asked you like what do you want us to talk about what are some questions you have yeah. and we plan to dive into those we plan to talk about those some are quick and quick questions some mm -hmm. of them are more extensive questions and yeah. tonight is our extensive question i was yeah. gonna put sandwich this into a couple questions but i realized like no we could really talk about this <laughs> this is a big one and this has a lot of personal experiences and a lot of um thoughts by it. and i got to i really did have the privilege of being able to dialogue with this student that that brought forth she texted me she said this isn't really a question this is a statement um but we've kind of worked it into a question with multiple parts and facets so we kind of have direction and I got to dialogue with this student and we got to talk and, and hypothesize and, and, and understand one another and where it's coming from. So Cassidy, why don't you just take a moment and lead us to where we're going tonight? All right, so this statement question type deal is, um, there's people that read the Bible, but they don't reflect it. Mm -hmm. So why do people profess to follow Christ and they go to church, they hear the sermons, and they still are not changed by it. How do we navigate? Yes. 
And when me and Cassidy started dialoguing about this, and even when me and that that student, um, should we name her? I don't know. Yeah, do it. Let's do it. Okay, <laughs> Talia. Talia. Uh, this Better question known as Thalia. or Thalia. Um, <laughs> you may know her either way. Yeah. Um, she's the one that kind of gave us the idea, and I told her that. So I think we're gonna talk about tomorrow. She's. I said, and she said something of like, yeah, we. I gave you the idea to to be able to. Well, there you go. There's your topic for tonight's yeah. sort of thing. So Talia had such a great question, and me and her dialogued about it a little bit. Um, and th I'll be honest, this is kind of a question that's really um, uncomfortable. Uncomfortable mm -hmm. for me to answer and talk about in a pastor sense, but also a personal sense. Yeah. Because I think we all do know people that profess Christianity, may even come to church every week, maybe even read their Bible, but are people that are just, not changed mm -hmm. there are people that are present um but they're not they're not engaged with yeah. it and we let's just lay this underlying foundation of that that we are people that jesus calls us to bear fruit that he says you will be known by your fruit yeah, good or bad and we will be judged uh, according to our our fruit and we are able to live a life that is growing and a life that is is thriving in the lord when we read his word yeah. like we need to know how to live for the lord and that is done by reading the word and that's done by coming to church being in community with one another it's done by praying it's done by by disciplines and it's done by by service and a lot of times we we find ourselves or we we come in contact with people that may not bear fruit yeah. that just don't don't bear fruit and they're they're not changed what the what the word would call them is people that are just hearers of the word but not yeah. doers of the word yeah, yeah that's a great way to put it and so i want you to think of like we all have those people in our mind like oh they are not good christians i know that they read they go to church all this maybe it's someone at school maybe it's a co-worker maybe it's a, a family member maybe it's someone at church someone that you know a celebrity or who knows who we all have those people in our minds so, yes yeah, so i want you to keep them in your brain because we're talking about them but i also do want you to take this time to look introspectively yeah like we we really do need to look introspectively because what Jesus also says, we're going to be talking a lot about what Jesus says, yeah. but what Jesus also says is don't go and remove the speck from somebody else's eye when you have a log in yours. And if we're all transparent, we all have some sort of speck in our eye, if not a log in our eye. Definitely. So um, we can be people that um, we don't like the word judgment a lot. We don't like mm -hmm. the words of, of judge not. Um, we always hear the scripture where Jesus says, do not judge, do not judge. And we don't like the word judgment because it has a hard connotation. Mm -hmm. But the truth of it is, is as believers in the community of faith, we are called to be able to e e uh, evaluate and judge one another's fruits and bearings in our life. Yeah. And be able to make um, decisions and, and have hard conversations with one another yeah. because of it. Because... If we don't, if we don't, if we fall in this trap of, I can't judge you for your sin. I can't judge you for your fruitlessness. I can't judge Cassidy. Mm -hmm. Cassidy can't judge me. Well, then we really do have to throw out this whole idea of church discipline. Yep. And, and our favorite verses in, in church is when two or three are gathered in my midst, I will be there. Mm -hmm. But context is in regards to church discipline. Yeah. 
Yeah. A lot of us don't know it, and we take it, be able to use it in the context we always use it um, in prayer or service, but it's also really in a context of church discipline and a context of confronting one another and being able to have honest, hard conversations with one another that we may yeah. not be bearing fruit. Yeah, and in doing so, you build each other up. We're not saying this to, like, you need to go out there and evaluate people's fruits and then tear them down immediately if they don't have any good fruit. That's not what we're mm -hmm. saying. We just want to help each other in this process and help us to reevaluate ourselves and then get good fruit flowing in the process of doing so. Yes, and I don't. I, I like what you said there because I don't want to um, hyper analyze or create a, a hypersensitivity mm -hmm. to where I'm gonna text Cassie be like, "Hey, this is your sin. This, this, that. Like, here's your sin. Here's your sin." No, that's, that's not, not what we're asking. <laughs> and that's not what we're talking no. about. We're, the first no, part no. of what we're talking about are how can we handle people that profess Christianity, yeah, but are not are not changed and transformed by Christianity yeah. Yeah. or we, we all know, like, well, maybe you do. Maybe maybe you don't know. Maybe you do know. that That's just kind of a reality that there's the truth of the matter is, is that there are people yeah. that just are not transformed by, by the Holy Spirit. And they're not, um, they're not open to it. They're not, like, they're too um, hard-hearted is yeah. what we could yeah. use as a biblical term. They're hard-hearted. They're pride driven, they're um, ego driven, yeah. and they don't want to be changed. And in the, the ministry world, we've called those people church bosses and people that have opinion but don't have a relationship with it. Yeah. Um, a relationship with the Lord with it. It's just, and we all, we all know the, those people, and um, we all have stories and a lot of unbelievers have stories about yeah. these kind of people uh, because I, let's lay the foundation. None of us are perfect. Mm -mm. We're not perfect. No. Um, there's people in my life that look at me and probably go, oh, Jesus is not alive because of Zach's actions or Zach's words. Yeah. Uh, we all have those people. We all have those days, those moments where we fall short not and perfect. we are not the people that we need to be. And we are not the people that um, God calls us to be. And so we got to lay that foundation that we're not perfect. We're never going to be, be perfect mm -mm. in that. And we all have those stories. But I have kind of learned in talking to unbelievers and having conversation with unbelievers is that their issue is, um, and feel free to correct me if, if I'm wrong or you have other ideas or insight, okay. Um is their issue isn't necessarily always with God. Yeah. Their issue is sometimes with the people mm -hmm. and the people in the church. Yeah. I don't have any, any room to correct you on that because I think you're completely right. Um, most of the people that I talk to about coming to church, they're like, oh, I don't know. I think that person goes there, and I don't really mm -hmm. think that they're really saying what they are. You know, like they're not honest, and I don't want to be a part of that. And so I think people that profess to be Christians and then don't act like it give other Christians a really bad name. And that's whenever like hypocrisy comes into play. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people get started calling like hypocrites and whatnot. And that's why Christians are viewed like that is because there are so many people that think that they are a Christian, but then, and they say that, but then they don't act like it and they don't love mm -hmm. people like that, you know? And so I think it just gives people a bad name. And then 
you're completely right in that. Completely right. Yeah, and I, because I hear, I've heard stories from within my own family or opinions of people that never have come to church, yeah. never stepped into a church, but it's this understanding of, well, they believe that. Mm -hmm. they believe that and a lot of time it's related to the idea of sexuality yeah. it's related to uh to sexuality it's related to topics of of abortion and, and topics with of um of how we treat people moral issues yeah. but political issues that i would Always call controversial yeah controversial things of what i would call political issues that are wrapped under that moral scope mm -hmm. i think a lot of political issues are really just moral issues yeah and we hear um this voice of 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 judgment a lot of times mm -hmm. like the the world because we've we've all if you've been on YouTube, if you've been on anywhere, like who goes viral? The person like when there's a travesty or when there's a protest, when there's some sort of like unsettlement or like social chaos, who are they interviewing? They are interviewing the craziest people, the loudest people, the people that are like, ain't nobody got time for that. Like they're gonna be, um, like the it's guy that barks, <laughs> like the the I like turtles, like like everything. <laughs> like, why do we know all these things? And guess what? It's all related to them being on the news. Yeah. Talking about something like, like <laughs> oh Lord Jesus, it's a fire. Like, it. <laughs> hide your kids. <laughs> like hide your kids, hide your. There you go. Like look, everything's on the news. Yeah. And so, these are people, and and we do hear like. Um, there's that, I forget the name of church, so I don't want to say it because it may actually be like a reputable church and that'll be really <laughs> bad. Um, but that, like the church that is always protesting, um, soldiers funerals, or they're always picketing things or always protesting and it outside of the military aspect, like their viewpoints and their morality viewpoints, mm -hmm. they may be biblical. I, I may hold maybe that same belief system as them, yeah. but their approach is completely different. Yeah. Their approach is so, di is so different. Like I, um, one of my favorite places to go is New York City. I love New York City. I love, I love walking down the streets. But what makes me cringe to my core is those people that have a little boom box and a microphone attached to it and are just like <laughs> screaming, yeah. screaming and preaching condemnation, which the message that they're talking about, it has validity. Like yeah. it, it very much is valid, very much biblical base, but it is their actions yep. that is so wrong. How they deliver Like it. the deliverance is offensive mm -hmm. and we look at those people that they may not be bad christians they may be in christ they mm -hmm. may love the lord but they just really miss the mark and yeah. do a lot more harm than good yeah. now given we put that on a macro level let's take it into that micro level of ourselves we we do that on a daily basis yeah. i think yeah. we we are just as guilty um as they are and we may not have that big platform but how do we deal with those people? I think it it comes into the recollection that um, they're responsible for them and I'm responsible for me. Yeah, yeah. 
and that's hard to realize sometimes. It's hard to stick to that, you know? Like, I need to re be responsible for me and not worry about that, mm -hmm. you know? Not worry about the other person. And it, exactly, it is because I found myself in, in this in this place, like mm -hmm. in this place multiple, multiple times. Yeah. And I know like saying that in a sentence of I found myself in that place multiple times comes off just as X amount of words in a sentence, but it has morphed my, it has at times been an unhealthy detrimental experience in my life yeah. to where I'm like, if this is Christianity, if this is church, then I'm I mean, done. I'm out. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I've had so many of those experiences and I may be agreeing and we're not talking all minute. We're not talking like, yeah. we're not talking about pastors, ministers, like, can we throw them into the pot? Absolutely. We can throw this into the pot, but we're talking about day to day. We're going to talk about day to day Christians. Mm -hmm. And, um, there's, there's been times that I've seen how they've acted and just go, no, like, I don't want that. <laughs> Like, yeah. I don't, I don't want to be a part of that. If that's God, if that's Christianity, then, then I'm out. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm really out because that is not right. And that is detrimental and harmful. And I know yeah. that there's people that have looked at my life and go like, oh, Zach popped off and Zach, whatever. And so they're like, look at reflection and we'll yeah. get into a dis Let's, we'll get into a distinction. Yeah. of of this we're talking about people that are hard-hearted and so it's not that like i'm always against their message or like no you're right like your viewpoint of of sexuality is i agree like put it on paper mm -hmm. and we're together but the hate that you're acting out of yes that's the, the big game changer yeah the the hate and the animosity mm -hmm. and the condescending nature that you're acting out of is not reflected and I don't want to be attached no, no, no. to your message. No. I don't want to no, be attached no. to that message. And I've had to come to that realization that um, that I am not responsible for those people. I can talk, we can have a conversation. If they're open, we can have a healthy dialogue mm -hmm. and it may end up being a agree to disagree. Um, I'm not saying every corner preacher is a bad one, oh. but that may not always be the best best method in, in specific context. And we may sit and agree to disagree. That's okay. I'm not saying anything's cold, hard facts or anything, but um, we may sit and agree to disagree. But it used to be a real issue. And at times I still experience it. Yeah. I still go back to this place of really being bitter about that. Mm -hmm. And like, how can you teach like that like how can you teach a sunday school class like that how can you go to church like that how can you do all of like and you just have this hate for people or you just don't reflect christ mm -hmm. and um i remember i was going through this a lot very early on at lee it um was a very hurtful experience for me and and a, and a friend of mine had had tweeted one day and and i sent it to cassidy's um so i know how to read it um and I remember screenshotting it. And as I was preparing today, that just kept echoing in my mind. And it became a good reminder for me today. And it's a good reminder for you. Um, and if this was in a time that I really needed it. Here's the date of it. Um, November 27, 2013. So like almost <laughs> seven years back, <laughs> almost seven years later, it's still on my phone. 
Um, and what this, this girl had said was, don't give up on a calling in ministry. Let's prefer, like, don't give up on the church. Let's yeah. make it let more broad because others do it poorly. The justification for your imposition is against people. She's really smart. I wasn't as smart. Still don't know what all those words mean. But you're, put it in PZ terms, your issue is against people. Yeah. Your problem is against people. And she concludes this tweet with going, um, man fails, woman fails, he doesn't. Mm -hmm. Man fails, woman fails, he doesn't. So don't give up on God and church and what God has established yeah. because other people do it poorly. Yeah. And that's kind of where um, I've had to get to because what we're focusing on is the question. The, the question was, how do we handle it? Mm -hmm. How do we handle it? And I can't make them change how they handle things. And I don't want to come off in a judgmental aspect of, no. uh, because guess what? I can throw myself, you asked me where I throw myself into this into this mob pit. Oh, I'm there. Like yeah. we're all there in some sense, in some semblance. For sure. Um, but those people that feel so unrelenting and so hurtful, mm -hmm. how do you handle it? I think you have to separate man from God. And um, this is the this is the struggle with with unbelievers. I think yeah. so many times is that um, they. It's so easy to mark church and church people and, and pastors and mm -hmm. Sunday school teachers and youth workers or encounter workers or Awana's workers or praise team members with God. And when they fail, we go, there's something wrong with God. God failed. What? God failed. <laughs> like, that's God. Yeah. And it's because we've created a platform for people yeah. to be on the same level of God and that's not actuality. Mm -hmm. And so it comes to a place of going, they fail, they're humans, but this is not what it says about God. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's easy whenever, whenever PZ first started telling me about the direction we were going in with this question tonight, and I didn't really exactly know what the answer was. And then he said that about, um, you know, not having a problem with God, but it's having a problem with people. I, my mind was kind of like blown in that instant because I mm -hmm. never thought of it like that. It was a different perspective. And I've, I always find these conversations so enlightening. <laughs> like I always end up leaving with a different perspective. But I completely agree that whenever um, you come to church and you see somebody maybe on stage or on, um, on the back row even, just anybody in the church, in the building, mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, why are they here? Is that what God is like? Mm -hmm. Is that what God is like? You're like, okay, I don't want them. But that's not how it is. God's yeah. not like that. And that is a um, poor representation on a human's part, you know, yes. as a, a follower's part. And it's not our responsibility to um, necessarily worry about them, but it should be more of like my eyes are on God and I know who God is, and I know who God is because I know who, or what his word says he is, and that's where your knowledge comes from. Mm -hmm. But it, it is hard to um, not relate these people that follow God and say that they love him and follow his commandments with him. So it's really difficult to, to walk through that sometimes. 
Yeah. And I, I like what you said, like it's it's your problem's not with God, your problem's with, with people. Yeah. And like there's so much truth to that. And but at the end of the day, like if we're all professing Christ, like we're not against like it's not me versus Cassie. No. Like not we're all all together. And as we've been talking about community and growing in relationship mm -hmm. with one another, there's going to be times that I look at Cassidy and go, that does not reflect Christ. Mm -mm. There's been times. And time... I would want him to do that. Like, there's a difference of, mm -hmm. of like, him saying, oh, hey, that doesn't reflect Christ. You can't be a Christian anymore. No, that's not what he's going to say. I want him to be able to build me up and criticize me in a positive way. Yeah. And it's, it, it's so important for us to remember that it's not a... We're not being nitpicky of people's life because so yeah. often it's so often we we can yes yeah, we can be can be like that we like can be true. really nitpicky of people so it's not that I'm living a life that's that it's not me versus Cassie we're together on the same team yeah. if we're professing Christ and yeah. we're we're genuinely striving and even if even if we're not say we're not always striving like we're somewhere on the same team yeah I may be playing the field and you may be playing the bench. But we're kind of on that same team. Right. And for my health, and I'll say for my individual health, for my personality type, for how I react, how I deal with hurt or discomfort or um, these negative experiences is that um, I have to release ownership of other people's failures of God. Yeah. Um, and I guess sometimes I can become so self-righteous of like, no, I, what we want to see God glorified mm -hmm. that we go, that person doesn't do it, excommunicate them. Yeah. We don't mm -hmm. want anything to do with them. And that's not necessarily the best way to do it mm -hmm. is we, we can have those conversations and they may be hard and they may, or they, they may be soft towards that conversation, but it is important for my, like, how do I deal with it? I have to remove myself. Yep. from responsibility to make them what only God can make them. Yeah. Like I have to remove myself from playing the role of Holy Spirit yeah. in their life. Yeah, exactly. If they're reading the word, if they're praying, if they're professing Christianity, if they're coming to church, I just have to believe that somewhere in the midst of it, God can take care of it. Yep. Whether I see it, I don't see it. Whether I ever see it, I don't ever see it. But at the end of the day, it's not my responsibility. Nope. Here's where my responsibility comes into it. I need it, it helps me when I can show grace, mm -hmm. when yeah. I can um, become so zoned in and laser focused on grace and positivity and what is the fruit bearing of, of life. Cassidy mm -hmm. may have a, a terrible attitude where she, she pops her head or or she's got <laughs> she's got it all going on and it may irk me to the core and I it may make me wanna to bow up and, and fight or call it down or, or whatever it is. But if I recognize Cassidy's human, yeah. God's working on her, or God's um active one of the I'm taking a pastoral counseling class in my masters and one of the guiding uh guiding assumptions of pastoral counseling is that God is active in their life. Yeah. And that is true in every that situation. Is, yeah, yeah. God is active in their life. Whether they're a believer or unbeliever, God is still active. And when I go, well Cassidy may have an like an attitude issue, um, but 
I'm present, I'm here to listen to the hurt that's behind it because every attitude issue has a hurt behind it. Yeah, every every bad behavior has an insecurity, a hurt, a offense behind it. And if I'm sitting here going, I'll be present and I'm here to listen, I'm here to work through it, I'm yeah. here to process through it, great. Um, but this may be a insurmountable mountain to me and to get over to really get to her heart and to get to know her. But if I take the, the road less traveled, which is the longer route around the mountain mm -hmm. and find the goodness in Cassidy's life, well, maybe, maybe Cassidy has an attitude problem or she, whatever, it, whatever it is, whatever it is. But I see Cassidy has a heart to serve people. Yeah. I see that Cassidy is at church every time she's here. Cassidy is willing to serve and give and put food on plates when we have a fellowship meal and she'll be the last one to eat or Cassidy's great in checking in on people that I'm seeing I'm laser focused and extending grace and seeing the goodness and the fruit that is in Cassidy's life whether it be small whether it be big I'm choosing to see God in her life I'm choosing to look at the activity of God in her life. And it allows me to look at her as a person again and not an issue and not a problem and not a, <laughs> yes, and and not as this, this enemy and this assassin of yeah, the gospel yeah. of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. um, but it allows me to look at her as a human and relate to her as a human. Disc and as I elevate and amplify her humanity, it allows me to detach away from this perspective of divinity, that there's nothing divine about Cassidy other than the spirit of God that's inside of her. Mm -hmm. And so as I recognize her humanity and connect with her and her humanity, I begin to rip off this this title and this platform of Cassidy being divine, yeah. which interjects and changes my understanding of who the Holy Spirit is and who God is. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Still, that was a lot. That's a lot to process. Even, um, I think for anybody it would be, but yeah, I completely agree with that. And, you know, detaching the divinity from that person mm -hmm. is so important. It's so important because not only are you um, allowing that person to be human, because we mm -hmm. often don't do that, but we are showing them grace like Jesus did. And we talked about that last week, the importance of grace and how Jesus acted in that no matter what he was doing, no matter what he was facing. And I think it's so important that we do that as well. And that's a great way to do it. Yeah. And because I think it, it like it's the idea of unrealistic expectations. Yeah, yeah. It's when I look at, and this this is for unbelievers. If there's an unbeliever that listens to it, here here's your key, here's your homework, and here's your here's your tip. And maybe probably the root of your issue is an unexpected, like an unrealistic expectation. Yeah. You have an unrealistic expectation. I have that for some people too. Mm -hmm. Is that they're this, this is what the word of God says, this is what they profess, therefore that they should be this. Yeah. It's not realistic. Mm -mm. It's not realistic. No, a lot of people expect Christians to be perfect, and whenever they're not, they're disappointed. But that is not realistic. Yes. Not at all. <laughs> Unrealistic expectations, as you said, leads to disappointment. Yeah. Us being utterly disappointed. Yeah. 
And when we're disappointed, what do we do? We begin to put up defense mechanisms yeah. and guards. And, and, and yeah, you're like, I'm going to step back. I'm disappointed. Distance. I'm hurt. I'm not going to get hurt. I'm not going to get hurt by them. I'm not going to get hurt by God. I'm not. We create this. And next thing you know, because we put people on platforms that they have no right to be on. Yeah, yeah. And that God did not, and that God did not put them on. Mm -mm. That God didn't put them there. And so we shouldn't have put them there. Yeah. The only perfect one is Jesus. Yeah. And when we put people on platforms to be perfect, we are going to be disappointed. And when we're disappointed, we step away, which hardens our hearts and, mm -hmm. and pulls us even further away. And what ultimately ends up happening is pulls us further away from God. Yeah. And so we have to get rid of our unrealistic expectations of people. Mm -hmm. We, I can't expect Cassidy to be Jesus incarnate when that's not Cassidy's that's not nature. <laughs> and and what I love and I guess the one of the verses I'll bring I'll bring forth in this. Yeah. And and we'll kind of wrap up this up into a close. This is this is a long conversation sort of thing. But um as I was kind of going through this in my my own personal time, let me let me find it. Um I was writing, and you'll get to the 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 full under, um, the full understanding of this is that um, the Matthew five uh, verse forty eight says, "Be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect." And I think for me, I I'm someone that deals with the issue of perfectionism. Yeah. Of I have to be perfect. I have to be perfect as a pastor, and um, I have to be perfect as a human and a Christian. And when I fail, it tears me up. You back. It tears me up. It makes me vastly insecure. Yeah. It makes me vastly um, unsettled. Yeah. And sometimes the pattern of my life is I try to overcompensate or try to, to mend and fix something that doesn't need to be fixed. Mm -hmm. And what this is saying is that this text and this verse could put so much pressure. It's be perfect as your father in heaven is perfect. It's like, well, count me out. Oops. I'm not doing <laughs> it. I can't do it. But that's, it's not necessarily like you have to be perfect, but it's this pursuit of perfection. Yeah, when you're it trying is, to be perfect. It is the pursuit of, um, of continuing on, and it's mm -hmm. that pursuit of becoming perfect and more like Christ. And looking introspectively, the areas of our life, and even to here's the remedy and the answer for those people that we're talking about, is how, how do we kind of blur this dichotomy line of um apathy and people that are are saying it but aren't living it out and are not changed well the real answer is is love yeah. is is understanding more love is receiving yeah. more love and it's having more love for people it's having more love for for jesus and when we encounter his love our lives become a little bit more changed and transformed by it Maybe the reason those people and maybe the reason that you are hard-hearted or not reflecting Christ or not bearing fruit is because you don't have love, is because you are missing this love element, maybe because you have a block against love. Maybe you're suspicious. Maybe you're mistrusting of, of God, to trust God, to understand God. And here's the remedy, more love. And how do you do this? Simply ask, like, Holy Spirit, I do this sometimes when I'm getting anxious, angry, mad, yeah. I recognize I need more love. I need more love and I can and God desires to give more love. So I sometimes I just stop and go, Holy Spirit, I need more love. 
I need you to increase my capacity of love. I need you to fill me with love even more. And it helps me filter. And, and our text is, um, our text today, which I'm going to get to really quick, um, is it's John 14. And I encourage you to, to read this whole um, John 14 in, in 14 and 15. I encourage you to read this whole thing. We'll, we may skip around or I'll try to go through this, but please mark it. Please read it. Um, John 14 and John 14, starting at verse 15 to 23, Jesus is talking about the promise of the Holy Spirit, the coming of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit that is coming in, in his, when he ascends back, he keeps telling his disciples, I'm going to leave. You're not going to see me. You're not going to see me again. I'm going to disappear, like all of this stuff, but the Holy Spirit is going to, is going to come and you're not going to be left alone. And as I was reading this, the promise of the Holy Spirit is that he's coming and being a part of it but jesus says this multiple times and if jesus says something multiple times you should if you're reading something and jesus says a couple times take note you like probably listen. <laughs> he's emphasizing and what he says is if you love me you will keep my commands and i will ask the father and he will give you another helper the holy spirit to be with you forever even the spirit of the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive but it neither sees him nor knows him you know him, for he dwells within you and will be in you. This is the promise of the Holy Spirit indwelling. Um, and he, he continues on later that it says, Whoever um, has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by the Father. Mm-hmm. And I will love him and manifest myself in him. And so the how to grow in this area of our life is loving him. Yeah. And how do we show that we love him? is by keeping his commandments. And so Matthew, I also encourage you, if you want to know what Jesus wants you to do in life and how to walk out his commands, Matthew. Matthew is a great is a great text yeah. to to really dive into it. And this afternoon, I just spent some time looking and, and figuring out and going, what does Jesus command me to do? Like it says, if you keep my commands, like I know that you love me if you keep my commands. Okay, so I want to love the Lord. And so I want to keep his commands. So what are his commands? We need to know his commands in order to do it and to love him. So here's just some of his commands. To repent. To live lives that are repenting. Um, Mm -hmm. Reconciliation. To to work to reconcile with those that are are broken inside of us. The ones that we hurt and we offend. To to not lust. To keep his word. To love our enemies. Mm -hmm. To go the extra mile. It's not just doing what you're expected to do but going that extra mile um to seek god's kingdom to as we talked judge appropriately Mm -hmm. um do unto others as others would want to do unto as you would want them to do unto unto you don't have fear listen to god's voice honor your parents deny yourself go to your offenders before going to other people be a servant honor marriage forgive um um, forgive those who have hurt you. Love the Lord your God. Love your neighbor. Um, be born again. Watch and pray. Baptize disciples. Make disciples. These are all just a very few of all of Jesus's commands. And what really struck me, like what really had struck me in this is that if we are keeping his commands, what are we doing? We are fulfilling his greatest commands of love God, love people. Yeah. And as we're doing this, talk about reconciliation. We all have those days where we are 
at with one another. We may be annoyed with one another, frustrated with one another. Irritable. Irritable, like, like exhausted. Whether it's their fault, not someone's fault, there's an underlying of issues. But and I may be snappy towards Candice or I mean towards Cassidy. Or, <laughs> sorry, Candice. Still uh, that. Sorry, Candice. I don't mean it. Um, but we may be. I may be snappy towards mm. towards Cassidy, and it may not reflect Christ. Yeah. And if she come, if she she may leave with a bad taste of God in her mouth, yeah. or a bad taste of Christianity in her mouth. But what if I walk in humility and I go up and be like, Cassidy, you know, I'm really sorry that I did that. I'm really sorry that I hurt you. I'm really sorry that I offended you. I, this is the reason why I'm not making excuses, but this is what I was feeling in that moment. And maybe it's related to her. Maybe it's not related to her. And us just sitting and going here, like I'm going to reconcile. And so she's walking away. We're like, wow, like people don't normally like when they're wrong, they don't normally admit that they're no. wrong. They don't normally talk about that being wrong. Yeah. And so it gives us the ability to really um, make a difference when we follow his commands and reconcile. We're not going to be perfect. We're not going to get it right 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. And But it gives us this the ability to reconcile with one another, which shows Christ. And then ultimately, yes, you may have had a bad experience with a Christian, but it gives us the ability to walk away going, oh, they're going to make it work. Yeah. I completely agree with what you're saying about the um, going back in humility and you know dropping your pride. I had a situation the other day, and I hope my sister Kristen doesn't mind me bringing this up. But we were talking on the phone because she lives in Cleveland, Tennessee, so that's three hours away, almost give or take a few minutes. But um, last year around this time, my grandmother had passed away, and Kristen and I got into a little bit of an argument on the way to the hospital. As doesn't matter now what it was about, but even if it was a year later, <laughs> Kristen had thought about it many times, and she told me this on the phone. She thought about it many times and was feeling guilty about it. And in that moment, she decided to pick up the phone and call me and put her humility before mm -hmm. her pride, and she apologized. And we talked about it, and I left that conversation mind-blown. I was like, mm -hmm. I really had not thought about that situation in a long time. It doesn't matter how long away or how far away it was in time or whatever, it's still gonna do a big difference, you know? And that just, that meant so much to me. Exactly. And so thank you, Kristen, if you're watching this, hope you are, but thank you for doing that. Hope you didn't mind that, that I brought that up, but it spoke such loud volumes about her character mm -hmm. and about how, you know, how she loved and she showed love in that. And so kudos to you. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And I think that becomes a moment of reflecting Christ. Yeah, yeah. That when we, are not perfect we are able to handle with one another in maturity mm -hmm. and humility and it leads us to keep his commands and be more reflective of him yeah. which really does help in other people understanding him so this is where we're gonna i guess take a pause with this conversation and um because we want to be able to get back to worship and yeah. be able to um, connect with the lord we may pull this back for a encounter moment where we get to talk a little bit deeper but we want to hear your comments about it so um let us know in the comments below your thoughts about it and so we're going to send you right over to worship real quick um and hope that you've enjoyed this conversation let us know your thoughts and your details and we'll see you we hope you enjoy worship we love you guys